Hi, my name is Matt and I dated an Instagram influencer. One of the first things we did together was go to this house party like 30 minutes outside of LA. Usually he would introduce me to people by mentioning their name and their Instagram handle. And if they didn't mention how many followers they had, him and I would usually discuss it later. We even went outside at one point so he could take photos with other Instagrammers. Because I wasn't super into Instagram and only had about a thousand followers, I was either the one taking the photos or sitting by watching him take selfies with everybody. I was never really invited into the friend group and I think it's mainly because I didn't have a presence on Instagram. They would meticulously watch to find out who unfollowed them or who didn't like a specific post with some third party app and I really couldn't care less. But I even ended up changing the clothes that I wore and how I did my hair in order to be more Instagrammable and try to fit in with his friends, which was extremely toxic. And as you can probably guess, it didn't last very long. Hello, welcome to Why'd You Push That Button, a show where Ashley Carmen, that's me, and Caitlin Tiffany, that's me, talk about the choices technology forces us to make. Caitlin and I are having a first-time experience here. I am not in the studio with Caitlin right now, as we usually are. Instead, I'm in a tiny sound booth in Portland, Oregon. In Ashley's world, it's only 2 p.m. In my world, it's 5 p.m. on a Friday. So let's get this show on the road. Today is a very exciting episode because we're kicking off a mini-series on Instagram, our favorite platform, which maybe you've deduced based on previous topic choices. Today we are talking about Instagram boyfriends. Caitlin, what's an Instagram boyfriend, actually? Instagram boyfriend is a loose term for whoever is the invisible person behind the camera of all of your Instagram photos. So, I mean, it's like maybe a little derogatory. It's like people assuming that all influencers are women and all women are like corralling their like hesitant boyfriends. Like, oh, golly, you got to take another picture of my hot gal. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like the gist is that it's it's whoever is the person behind the camera, credited or uncredited. Often, probably more often than not, uncredited. Dang. So if I'm understanding this correctly, you are basically my Instagram boyfriend. Correct. Yes. Amazing. For the people. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley frequently instructs me to get thirst traps for her Instagram, which is like I'm happy to do, more than happy to do, honestly, (laughs) because like I need to serve some kind of purpose with my phone. I'm not just going to be staring at it while we're hanging out for no reason. I'm going to be helping her make content with it. I think we've actually gotten to a point in this like relationship where you don't actually have to ask me to take the photos anymore. I'll just do it when I know that you look good. I do think there was a period of my life where I was more willing to ask you to take my photos and you were so willing. You are such a good sport. You came with me in bathrooms and took my photo the beach. I truly was like, I'm going to arrange Mm -hmm. these things artfully and please find the angle that makes me look good but, you know, doesn't expose too much. Ashley is, I think, looking at my Instagram feed, probably half the feed. Because you are aesthetically pleasing, so you look good on my grid, too. There's an incentive for me there. Wow. Well, okay, here's my question for you, my Instagram boyfriend. Do you wish I had given you photo cred? Huh. Well, actually, here's the thing. I feel like you typically don't post the pictures I take on your grid. You just let me post them on mine. So then it looks like you don't even care. You're just like, oh, I look so hot on this other grid. You know, like you, you need that like casual flair. I mean, I'm looking at this picture from when we went to see Drake at the Barclays Center. You're like windswept 
out in front of the Best Buy. I mean, I don't want to like describe what you're wearing to the people because that is grotesque, but like you have perfect <laughs> highlighter, your eye makeup's fly, but you didn't ask me for this photo for your grid. I just put it on my grid. You raked in the 118 likes, which is very high above my typical grid average, by the way. The first photo that I have posted of Frankie got 35 likes. <laughs> Um. (laughs) Caitlin's real boyfriend. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you're maybe, like, not the typical because you'd rather have it be in your tagged. Instagram boyfriends, though, are the ones taking the pictures for your grid. Like, you have taken some photos for me that are on the grid. They've performed very well. You know my angles at this point. We're good. So clearly, like, if we're talking about this topic, the reason we've chosen to talk about it is because Caitlin's a good sport. She's sweet to me. But actually, taking someone's photo can be super contentious. I have friends who, God bless them, but they really want these pics. And every time we go out, it's like... Ash, can you take the photo? And then I have to take it, and then I have to hand the phone back to them, and they have to review it, and then they give it back to me, and they're like, you didn't get the shot, and then I have to do it again, and it's so horrible. So I'm a bad Instagram boyfriend. I don't enjoy doing it, and I think there's a lot of people out there who probably are Instagram boyfriends and aren't as generous as Caitlin and feel upset about that. Okay, so what are we asking this week then? Like, are we just asking people if they are generous with their time, like like I, or ungenerous, like Ashley? I think it's a little bit of why do you have an Instagram boyfriend? So ideally talking to some sort of influencer or something like that. And then I, more than anything else, am curious to hear from the boyfriends about how that feels. I mean, they technically do have a choice to say no, right? Like, the boyfriend could be like, nah. I'm not taking your pick. Of course. Well, everyone has to have their lines in the sand, things they won't do. Okay. So I know we've been talking about Instagram boyfriends as like a friend or significant other or whoever that takes your pick. But I actually talked to our friend Meredith from The Goods, where Caitlin works, about a time that she hired an Instagram boyfriend for Fashion Week a couple years ago. I decided when I was finally going to go to my first fashion show, I wanted to take advantage of every incredibly stupid free opportunity that brands want to offer you. My favorite story! (laughs) Yeah, she wrote an article about this experience. The name of the story was actually, I rented a dress to take a free Lexus to the Marquesa show with my fake Instagram husband who was a woman. So she was offered this free Instagram boyfriend from TaskRabbit, of course. And I was like, oh, a free boyfriend? Like, sure, (laughs) I accept. Did they actually call it an Instagram boyfriend? Yeah, that is how they phrased it. And her boyfriend wasn't what she expected. Who they chose for me was a very lovely woman named Myra, who was super wonderful. And it was then her job to take photographs of me, a person who is deeply uncomfortable having their photograph taken. Although she and Myra had never met before, their relationship quickly blossomed. We hit it off right away. I gave her a Diet Coke, which is my favorite drink. And then, you know, I think we were basically in love at that moment. She was so nice. She was so wonderful. And actually, like, you know, I don't know that much about what real Instagram boyfriends are like, but she made me feel really comfortable and actually took some, like, really nice photos of my dumb face. It sounds like they got along really well, and neither Myra nor Meredith had experienced this type of relationship before, so they got through it together, although Meredith says it was on her to bring the photo ideas and direct the shoot. 
And I think this is true of most Instagram boyfriends is like, she's the photographer, but like I'm theoretically supposed to be bringing the vision <laughs> for this endeavor. Uh, I lack that vision personally. So it was a lot of me being like, uh, shoot me at my desk. But the photos still worked out. I mean, do I use one of those photos in a dating profile now? Yeah, I certainly do. She even got a Facebook header pic out of it involving a real celebrity, a real celebrity. Most key shot that she got of me, and this is actually when I was like, this is the picture that I need, was we saw Courtney Love coming up from behind. Just a picture of me like grinning like a goon in front of Courtney Love, who is dead on looking at the camera because she can tell what we're doing. And I, it's very, very precious to me. And my favorite part about this is that Meredith is great. Obviously, we love her. But because she had a photographer at Fashion Week, everyone all of a sudden had like some respect for her a little bit. And it gave her access to this world of influencers. People thought that perhaps I was an important person, which is crazy. And we talked to some other influencers, including like a very nice man in a very elaborate hat for a long time and took a bunch of photos together. But yeah, I got a few photos with people who just like they saw a camera and they, you know, like moth to a flame. Really, her Fashion Week journey just sounds so delightful, especially because Myra was able to capture all of it. Oh my God. Meredith is like top 10 coolest people I've known in my life. So it's actually almost like a little bit terrifying to think of her becoming cooler with the with the help of <laughs> Instagram husband named Moira. What was interesting about Meredith's interview was just this idea that, okay, yes, there's an Instagram boyfriend, whether that, again, is significant other, friend, in this case, literal photographer, but it does sound like it's up to the influencer to determine what they want shot. Like, if you're lucky, you'll maybe have an Instagram boyfriend who knows what they're doing and, like, instinctually understands your angles and what what looks good in a photo. But oftentimes, I think, it comes down to the person who is being shot that has to decide what they want. Well, what I like about Meredith's situation is that it's, like, it's very clear what everyone's obligations are. You're hiring the Instagram husband quote unquote, on TaskRabbit, it's like, yes, we are all participating in this horrible economy in which all employment is temporary and dependent on like warmth and charisma and like our ability to look nice in a photo. And this is why, <laughs> this is why like we have mountains of student loan debt and we'll like never own homes. And, you know, here we are, we're struggling together. You know, it's a lot clearer. You're not getting like any kissing or wrapped up in there to make things confusing. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of kissing, complicating things, I spoke to a beautiful couple, real life couple, an influencer and her actual boyfriend, her Instagram boyfriend and her boyfriend boyfriend. My name's Alex Sunshine. I've been dating Rachel for about a year and a half now. My name is Rachel. I am an influencer. My blog is The Concrete Blondes. Rachel became an influencer because she hated her job as a teacher, which I really relate to. Children are exhausting. I knew I wanted to do something fashion-based, but my entire resume was for teaching. So I started the blog then because I was like, if I could build up my own blog and my own Instagram and get this many followers, I'm my own PR person, I could show I'm a stylist, and maybe I could land a job. And then Alex came into the picture just as she was getting started in the biz. When we started dating, I wasn't aware that she was an influencer. So when she was asking me to just take pictures every time like of her food or like when we're out to dinner, I was like, I didn't understand really why. Like, I mean, unless it's like a too many Facebook uploads. But then she showed me why she was doing it. She showed me her Instagram. I was like so fascinated. I was like so impressed that she did all this. And it was just like unbelievable how much was going on. So like every time we were going somewhere, like on vacation, out to dinner, I'm sitting there with, you know, her phone, like storing for her, taking pictures. 
you know, it is almost like a full-time job just to date an influencer. <laughs> I am very obsessed with them now, having met them only one time for less than half an hour. They are perfect. He is a very easy boy to make a boyfriend influencer because he does like the attention. <laughs> like, so obviously, immediately upon meeting them, I started asking them extremely personal questions about their relationship, one of which was, did this arrangement ever make you hate each other? And they said yes. We were working on this together very closely, like as a team, up until maybe two months ago. He was the business side of things and I was the content side of things. And we found that it was like, we just didn't work together very well. Well, yeah, it was definitely starting to affect our relationship. <laughs> yeah, some we have very different, like just business minds and creative minds. And we were trying to like, we couldn't find the the line. It was very touch and go there for a while. They almost broke up. When we were working, he loves to work 24 seven and he doesn't shut off. And like, it was really getting to me. And as the influencer, I was like, no, I want a day where we just like, don't talk about it. And he was more like, we can't stop talking about it. This is when we're supposed to be in the move. And <laughs> so we've talked about the idea of the Instagram official photo post on the pod before. It's a real um, favorite topic of conversation for me and Ashley. So I figured if you're an influencer, like posting that first photo declaring that you are in a relationship with somebody new must be like way more daunting than when I'm just posting into my, you know, 700 followers, 650 of which are bots probably. Oh my God, a thousand percent I mean we had a wild ride and it's it's hard to pick and choose like what you want to post and put out there because you don't really always realize the consequences of it when we first started dating I posted him it was nonchalant then we started working together and I started incorporating the fact that we were working together and then there was a point where both of those things came crashing down and we really we came to a standstill like a fork in the road and we're like we don't know if we could do this either because we just started hating each other. Being an influencer can be kind of hard to figure out because it's still such a new industry. There aren't really any standards or rules. It's all about like throwing things in the pot and seeing what works and what doesn't. And you learn along the way. Every day changes. Alex pitched in a lot on the business side, helping Rachel navigate her deals, the deal making process. You know, I helped her with marketing, you know, positioning and target marketing strategy. Like I helped her in any way I can in that regards. Obviously, I was coming out of school just like her. But like for me, it was kind of like in its own way, like a self-employed internship. <laughs> Let's not forget, he basically had to learn how to be a professional photographer. I was literally watching like YouTube videos of like, I, like I didn't even understand like like the, all the complexities being like, like the light exposure, you know, and like how Instagram, you have to like tilt your camera vertically. Like I, I like really learned all this as I go. But their love story is beautiful and they figured it all out. And for that, I am so happy. He, like, accompanies more as, like, my boyfriend now. So, like, we went to the Hamptons for his birthday, and we got the hookup there. But he was, like, coming as my boyfriend. We were spending time together. And then he had to just take pictures because he was there. But it's not like, let's have a meeting this morning and discuss what we're doing. And it's not, like, as rigid anymore. Yeah, but I still use, like, a lunch break from my work, like, to come over. And if I have to take, like, a picture in an apartment or help her take something, yeah. like, you know, it still falls on the table, like, just because, you know, to help her out. Now, Rachel hires a photographer once every two weeks, knocks out as many posts and collaborations as she can, does all her outfit changes with like a little bit of help from Alex, but he's no longer behind the camera full time. He's moved on to bigger goals. So I'm going to be trying to do my own thing and start like an influencer agency. He did not love my suggestion that he unionize the influencers, but either way, I think the future holds 
bright things for these two love birds. Really, <laughs> really, really just, really just stoked. I'm crying. I'm crying a little. Oh my gosh. I'm happy for them that they have figured out a way to hire professional photographers. Rachel can get her shot. Everyone can go on living happy. And Meredith, you know, to contrast this, got to just wipe her hands clean. She was like, all right, I'm done. Boom. Did my shots. Myra and I are cool. No hard feelings. Myra was paid. I got my thing done. Everyone leaves happy. Seems like that's maybe the way to go about this. Instagram boyfriends, maybe not healthy, is where I'm going. Well, I mean, like, they they did say, like, it's not like he never takes her photo anymore. Like, they still do stuff together, like, for fun and still take pics. Well, okay. So, happy for them. I think now we have to sort of figure out. Like, it seems like the conclusion, at least going off of these two interviews, it seems like maybe influencers or, I don't know, maybe all of us, maybe I need to hire a professional photographer to take my thirst traps so you and I don't have a strained relationship. Something like that. Like, it seems like it's sort of time for people to start maybe not putting it on their friends. You're saying everybody should hire a photographer. I think if you're going to commit to the Instagram brand, perhaps consider it. Okay. Okay. And then Do it, girl. Angel invested in my Jello restaurant. I'm your partner on the Jello restaurant. How dare you? We are not <laughs> mixing our friendship with any more business endeavors. <laughs> Okay, we need to go talk to an expert because clearly you and I are just going to argue about Jell-O all day. Who are we talking to? We're talking to May Karwowski, founder of the Instagram influencer agency called Obviously, which is based in New York and has a very cool algorithm that helps pair brands with influencers. Basically, May is is the person you want to talk to if, if you need an opinion on anything Instagram or influence. She knows 400,000 influencers. Personally? I don't know. She has a list of 400,000 influencers. All right, we'll be back. with May Karwowski, the founder of Obviously, which is an influencer marketing company based in New York. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. Yeah, excited to be here. I feel like we just have to start out with the obvious question for Obviously. What is an influencer marketing agency? An influencer marketing agency is really a company that pairs brands with influencers and really helps brands navigate the world of influencer marketing, which this world is very new and it's very foreign to a lot of brands. So we provide a lot of strategy and also set up a lot of testing and optimization to make sure brands are working with the right influencers for them and that they're approaching influencers in the right way so that the influencers think they're really cool and like them as well. There are just so many questions on the brand side and it is so new and also so booming that we really kind of provide that that support. And we also provide all the, the tech, the analytics, telling them, like, don't work with this influencer. They have fake followers. Work with oh, this influencer. Yeah. Sabotage. <laughs> <I know>. No, <laughs> you need to be reaching real people. We, we want people who have, like, real organic audiences who are doing something cool. Like, it's, it's better if you have 10,000 real super excited followers rather than 100,000. But, you know, 
50,000 aren't real. So are you repping influencers or are you more like an intermediary? We're very much brand first, but since we work with so many awesome brands, we have really great relationships with influencers too. And then we built the tech that makes it really easy for a brand to work with hundreds to thousands of influencers at once. So obviously we like get to know and hang out and have really great relationships with a ton of influencers, but usually it's because we're helping them advance their career and helping them, you know, get on the radar of a different brand, but we don't have a roster. Um, no one's exclusive to us. We're not kind Got of you. pushing certain influencers rather than other ones. Okay, okay. When we're saying influencer, we're not talking about like Kim Kardashian. We're talking about like what's the scale, like the tiers that you would say? The tiers are like highly debated. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically there's a micro-influencer is really anyone who doesn't have an agent or representation yet. So that usually comes in around on Instagram around like 75,000 to 100,000 followers. You start looking for, for someone to sign with and who's going to be negotiating your deals for you. Some influencers are doing it on their own and, can do an, and doing a great job. There's actually one awesome influencer who's a lawyer, and I've never seen anyone negotiate as well as she does. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Is her like, brand being a lawyer? Yeah, she's like fashionista lawyer. She's in Brooklyn. She's awesome. That's actually a whole new part of law that I've been talking to a lot of lawyers about because these contracts have gotten more and more complex. And if you have a brand's legal team, they're going to like put everything in there, like a normal contract with a normal vendor. And if you're just kind of signing on the dotted line, not reading that, and you're not ready for it and it's really not good. So we really help people navigate that. And if you're a micro-influencer, you're really working with brands to to really build up your portfolio and to be like, hey, here are all the brands I work with. You're like consistently growing your audience. You're doing a lot of networking with other influencers. Like people who are really going for it as a micro-influencer, it, it definitely is a full-time thing. They're kind of always on the go, always creating content and I think people sometimes are like, oh, yeah, they're just doing Instagram. But it actually takes a ton of time to, like, figure out where to shoot, figure out who your photographer is, figure out um, what you're going to be wearing, styling, then editing all that content and figuring out when to actually have it go live. I feel like you just gave us the perfect transition into our topic, Instagram boyfriends, which yeah. is like a loose term. Caitlin talked to an influencer with her boyfriend who doesn't have photos with him really like that many. He's clearly like a behind the scenes guy. Mm -hmm. Do most people rely on friends to take their photos, like the people you work with, or are they hiring photographers? A lot of influencers are really hiring other hiring photographers who want to build out their portfolio too. So it really is about building a community of you're just you're part of an influencer community. And you're always trying to find additional photographers who are going to do a cool shoot with you, um, have a cool idea. And then in doing that, a lot of times people end up dating or like really having some chemistry or really liking the way someone else what? looks. That's the meet cute? This is a really is. Netflix movie it yesterday. Is. Either, either going on a photo shoot with someone and just like really vibing with them. is It's just like it's the new meeting at work. It really is. Oh, my God. And the other thing is that so many brands are throwing so many events. Like, I mean, we do two to three events in New York or another city across the world every week. All these influencers know and like each other and mingle all the time. So it, it really is a whole community of people who are just creators and really into creating photos and videos and sharing tips and talking about which brands are great to work with, which ones aren't. Do brands look at the photos and are like, oh, these are not taken well. We aren't going to work with them. Or does it matter if it's like they have the following and the following is legit? The photos aren't the best, but like, all right, it's working. Yeah, there's really a spectrum when it comes to brands. There are brands who will scroll through 
every single photo on an influencer's account, and we'll get notes back on like a, an influencer list that they see on our platform, and they'll be like, um, one photo, like a hundred down. Yeah, you know, her cat is just kind of ugly. Like I, I like I don't think she's oh gonna mesh <laughs> with. That's an actual story. I don't think she's gonna mesh with our brand. And so there's like a luxury fashion brand who really kind of treats it like a model casting call. But we're wow. like, okay, the cat didn't make the cut. There are other brands who are like, this is all about getting influencers who love our brand and love what we're doing. And it's cool if the photo isn't like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It doesn't have to be in a magazine or be like ready to be splashed on a billboard. But it really has to, you know, convey adequately the right thing about our brand. We had an influencer on a previous episode who said that her fans really hated it when she had her boyfriend in photos because she was like a little bit more of like the like the type that had a lot of male followers that didn't yep. want to, her to be in a relationship. And then the couple we just interviewed, like she didn't have the same experience because she was more of a fashion influencer with lots of female followers. But I'm curious, like if the cat's ugly, like what if the boyfriend's ugly? I mean, that's a real thing if your audience is basically guys who think you're a hot and that's a fantasy for them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, get that guy out of here. Like that totally ruins <laughs> ruins my perception of you. But I mean, there are kind of two different things. One is kind of like the influencer couple where they're both influencers. Mm-hmm. And so like if they both take an hour like dramatically staging their dinner together, neither one's going to get really annoyed at the other person. And then there's like the photographer and the influencer for like the influencer um, husband or influencer boyfriend who's just happy to take the photos, you know, my carry around lights <laughs> literally set things up for them um, and is just like cool with it, totally supportive. Have you ever heard any like nightmare stories about that type of relationship or like has an influencer ever come to you and explained like how it's destroyed the relationship or something? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why a lot of influencers actually try to date other influencers or date photographers or maybe they don't try, but it just happens really naturally because it's essentially two people who are really into photography and really into creating cool images and and documenting their life in a way that probably would be really annoying to someone else. <laughs> but to, to them, it's like, oh, like, we just, like, got out this window right here. And, like, you know, at this time, the sunset's going to be perfect. And then, like, yeah, you wear that jacket you always wear. Like, two people who are both very much on that level yeah. and, like, are on that wavelength are going to think, this is awesome. We're having the best afternoon ever. If you're just being dragged around, like, and, and your girlfriend's asking you, like, is this the right jacket? Are you sure? Are you sure? That could potentially be really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard about it from the boyfriend's perspective? It's, it's kind of funny because a lot of the influencers we work with, we're having them go and do and receive some really cool things. So, like, for instance, we have one influencer. He got to go on a trip around the world, a cruise around the world, which was like, a, you know, six-figure ticket. <laughs> and then and, and his girlfriend got to go as well. So it's like you're not going to be complaining at least for a year <laughs> after, <laughs> after that happens or, you know, have an awesome all expense paid meal at, at, you know, Blue Hill Farms. Like, OK, cool. Maybe maybe this is worth it. Maybe like you I, love I can take your picture <laughs> a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, a lot of I mean, a lot of people who aren't influencers are just taking a ton of photos for their significant others all the time, too. You know, a woman on my team was like, my husband doesn't know that he's an Instagram husband, but he takes my photo like a dozen times a day. <laughs> so I think it's kind of just like a normal part of life Caitlin's for a lot of people. my Instagram husband. Yeah, that's really that's sweet. The truth. So when you make a partnership between a brand and an influencer, you know, you kind of talked about how brands will do like their background research. Mm -hmm. But then once the brand deal is made, are you kind of like, hey, do they get to suggest the shots? 
Or like, how does the photography work from then on, at least as far as the partnership goes? So all of that is very negotiable. And usually we're really helping negotiate that because the harder the shoot, if I need you to scale up a skyscraper and take a photo from there, like obviously you should be paying that person a lot more money to, to do that. First, like, hey, we're going to send you this T-shirt. Wear it however you want. Like that's a much easier, lower ask. Also, does the brand get to see the content before it's posted? Does the brand get to see it four times before it's posted? Does the brand get to approve the message or not? Like these are all things that are very much up in the air that um, that we help the brand and the influencer work through. And it really depends too on the size influencer you are. You know, if you're Chrissy Teigen, you're gonna have your lawyer in there and like really setting the terms. Whereas a lot of times the brand is setting the terms with smaller influencers, and so that's why we're really there to really help and say like, okay, this is actually the thing that's gonna be the most effective version of influencer marketing. And usually that means being more authentic to the influencer. Like no one likes to see a really crappy influencer like sponsored post if mm-hmm. it just looks like, oh god, the brand just really overengineered that one. Mm-hmm. And, Apple with its iPhones has been pushing all this like portrait photography and things like that. I'm curious like how people think about their phones and their relationship to their phones. Like do you guys ever talk about like should we get the new Pixel or are we going to stick with the iPhone or like we care about portrait mode? Like things like that. Yeah, so we actually we work with Pixel. So oh. we're big we're a big Pixel company. Um, but I think the real drive to make the camera on the phone better and like anyone in that space to really like just keep making sure the camera gets better and better and better because that always is the the topic of conversation whenever a new phone's released. Mm-hmm. Like with Google, they had like the new low light feature. So we would have these dinner parties that were like in the darkness and then or like just in candlelight and having people take photos then to be like, look at you can have like these awesome shots at dinner. That becomes a huge selling point because people really, I mean, people aren't talking on their phones that often, but they're taking like a lot of photos <laughs> and they're also looking at a lot of photos and looking at a lot of videos. So that becomes so much more important. Do you have any favorite Instagram boyfriends or like Instagram boyfriend drama that you can share? We love drama. Do you know Jenna Kutcher and her husband? She is awesome and she actually had a viral post where she was on a beach and her husband has a six-pack abs <laughs> and she's like, you know, he's so hot, like like he loves me so much for me and then all of a sudden he became a huge influencer too and I think she has more than half a million followers and he has around 100,000 followers now but they both become like this really cool couple um, and he was just taking all of her photos before and now he's actually an influencer too just because she started featuring him more. That was a really great conversation. I am kind of envious of May's life. It just seems sort of wild that she gets to spend all this time with influencers and just making making them money, making brands money. She's just a money maker. <laughs> the thing I found most interesting, though, was how she talked about that influencers tend to date other influencers or other photographers, people in the same realm as them, sort of because... They like the same things, but also the expectations are clear. Like, we're going to go out together today. We're going to take some photos. You like photography. I like being photographed. Whatever. Perfect. Match made in harmony is funny because I would never date someone in media. But you know what? I'm happy the influencers can date within the industry and feel great about themselves. I would like to quickly put on the record that Ashley is lying because she has very recently been on dates with somebody who makes podcasts for a living. But that's not, Um, you know, no. (laughs) Yes, yes. And yeah, I get it. I don't know. I'm dating a blogger and I I think he'd be out the door if he had to listen to me complain about Twitter personalities without knowing or caring who they are. 
But anyway, I think what May was saying about people dating within the influencer community was super interesting to me because it really highlights how much like in this age of social media and the gig economy, like every single thing about your life can be commodified and you don't really have a choice at a certain point. Like once you get into it, you're into it. Like that's now what you're doing. You have to use the people in your life for profit. And they have to decide if that's okay with them. Yeah, like that's probably why the photographers or the Instagram boyfriends, whoever, want that photo cred is because, okay, if you're going to use me to make you money, assuming these are people who monetize themselves, then I also want something out of this, which is followers, which can equal money, or I want people to see my work so I get more work, whatever it is. So I can see why the credit would be important there. But I do want you to know that when I ask you to take my picture, I don't see it as a monetary exchange or anything. I just see it as like, I need a cute photo today. Caitlin's a pal. She can help. Okay. While I love you in a very pure, sincere way, I will also say, though, that I think even prior to Instagram, like the way that you choose that anybody chooses to like associate with someone in public is like part of their personal brand. And like if I were if you're friends with somebody who's cool and looks cool on Instagram and you're taking photos for them, like probably the reason you want that photo credit is just so that like other people know like you're cool enough to have been in their breathing space. You're cool enough to have envisioned this cool shot. That's like the original thing behind social media right like is to use each other to to create personal brands even if we're not making money off of them do you think that's even though applicable to people like me and you who are just truly normal people and have no monetary stakes on instagram totally i mean well to move away from instagram just like super briefly i think part of my personal brand on twitter is this like running joke that's also sincere that's like i'm obsessed with lizzie (laughs) Like, she's the coolest, best person in the world who can do no wrong. Like, I do a lot of tweets that are just about how infatuated I am with Lizzie. And that's, like, it's part of my brand. But I'm obsessed with Lizzie is part of my brand. So you're saying it's good to be proud of your friends and show them off. I'm just saying that, you know, like, it it can be sincere and it can be self-serving at the same time. Much like lots of human behaviors. Got you. Well, I know you're trying to make this episode dark. I just I just <laughs> think that sometimes people want a good photos, photo of themselves to maybe be like, I went out this day and I looked, my eyeliner was perfect. Or we ate at this restaurant or we went to this cool place. But Instagram obviously does force us to take these photos. And I think we wouldn't necessarily be taking photos at this new restaurant if we didn't think we were going to get 200 likes out of it. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I think this episode is a little dark, but you're right that I I do not need to, like, drag everyone down into the depths of despair this time. <laughs> that said, I will always do my little internal monologue chuckle thing when I see <laughs> an Instagram boyfriend getting down on the ground and getting those angles just because I'm like, you're part of the machine. It's okay. I'm part of the machine, too. <laughs> Okay, well, I, th- <laughs> I think we've derived just about as much as we can from this from this topic. Can I just have one final note, which is the clear answer here is don't mix work and play. Don't date in the workplace. If you're going to be demanding of your significant other or your friends, like if I was going to ask Caitlin to take my photo truly every day, that's rude. And Caitlin deserves to be paid. 
That's just the facts. Pay your friends if they're going to do this for you daily. Now, if you want to have a one-off, okay, fine. Take your cute pick. That's all. Don't date in the workplace, everyone. Whoa. Ashley's going to start Venmoing me $3 per photo. I've just decided. That's my <laughs> Is rate. Is that your rate? Yeah, that's my rate. That's okay. a that's like a real steal, honestly. So yeah, your work is de- like those three hundred likes are worth three dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Let's wrap it up. Tell the people what they need to know. Okay, so. Of course, thank you for listening to the show. We want to thank our producers, Andrew Marino and Bridget Armstrong. They're the best. You can always email us at button at theverge.com. We've been loving your emails, by the way, so thank you for sending them. You can follow Caitlin on Twitter at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. And you can follow me on Twitter, if you so choose, at Ashley R. Carmen. All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.